It is the A-Train Sports Talk podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith, the number one podcast throughout the state of Kansas, city to city, state to state, coast to coast. Interviews, news reports, breaking news, and the return of outside-the-box non-sports related. So tune in to your favorite host and conductor of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, Anthony Smith. Aboard the A Train Sports Talk podcast on a sultry, hot Friday evening. I mean, it's so hot. I walk into my house, the air conditioning's on, and I'm still sweating. But I bet you're not nearly as much sweat as one of the guys that put on a camp last week was doing last week. He's a legend, former All American, NBA All Star. Should have been, I keep saying this, I keep hearing this home. Should have been Rookie of the Year. Patrick, you and need to share that award with him after all these years and finally laid at the rest. The one who invented the ball look, the intimidator himself, not Michael Graham from Georgetown, but the one and only Xavier McDaniel from Wichita State University. What's up, what's up? <laughs> Dave, how's it going, man? I love him to death, but he truly believes that he deserves it. And I'm like, nah, dude, you didn't even play enough games. 50 games? You don't even play enough games. 50 games, that's all 50, you played. 50 man. games, and you played 82. What no such thing as load management back in those days. Right. And I knew he got hurt, but that wasn't my fault. But, I mean, you take away my 32 worst games and my 32 worst rebounders, I believe my numbers are way higher than his. Matter of fact, I, I, when I look at the stats, because I believe Wayman Tisdale was, was a rookie that same year, too. It should have been Xavier, one, Wayman, number two. And number three could have been anybody, Patrick or whoever. I think it probably should have been called maybe number two. Okay. I, have, I like Wayman. Wayman was a good friend of mine. Met him when we were in high school at BC Camp in Georgia. I was, I was 17. He was 16. So, great guy. I know he's passed, but great, great guy. Yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, the only time I had a chance to go to an Oklahoma City Thunder game, we're going to get on the business, uh, they was honoring hometown heroes, and this will happen that night. Wayman Tisdale was the hometown hero that they honored. So I had the chance to see him on the Oklahoma City floor getting his due recognition because, I mean, such a legend on the court and on the stage. I mean, he's the reason we got a Julian Vaughn playing base, six foot seven. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, you and Aubrey Sherrod and Cheese Johnson, in no particular order, you guys put on a camp this past week, wrapped up yesterday, and I was reading an article and shared the article on my podcast the other day, and I'm like, I got to get the guys on, or at least one of them, and reading some of the comments, it was basically a way of giving back to the kids. Tell me a little bit about right. that. Well, if anybody know me, Arbor and Cheese, they know we used to do the camp at East High School. Okay. And we partnered up with a guy named Jeff Jones. I mean, not Jeff Jones, uh, Jeff Hill. Mm-hmm. And Jeff came up with a concept, was like, hey, uh, let's get the community involved. That way, I didn't have to flip the bill myself. Mm-hmm. 
And so we started the camp eight years ago. They're successful, very successful. We, we, we average about 290 kids at the camp. The last day we had 310, but the average was about 290 for the week. And so what we try to do is, is, is have the kids have a great experience. We don't want no fighting. You know, but you're going to get some arguing. You're going to get some pushing occasionally. Mm-hmm. But we try to express that. We want you to have fun. We want this to be the best experience that you had all, all summer. We want you to talk about it until next year. And we give them a book bag, school supplies in it. That's a dental uh, kit. They got food for the week, McDonald's. They got uh, Chicken Max, pizza. They also get a T-shirt, a basketball. Hey, man, they, they got a lot of stuff. And we just wanted the kids to be happy. And if you're a parent and you were there and you hear me talking, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Or even our sponsor. We had a lot of sponsors show up. And, man, it's been fantastic for eight years, man. I'm waiting on next year now. I am, too, because I'm going to see if I can discover the fountain of youth and see if I can enter into that camp myself. Well, you find the fountain of youth. I hope I, I want to be right with you, so I can give me two knees, two more knees, and, and, and two new ankles. Absolutely, so, right, uh, right. You, you, you find it. Let me, let me get, let me go in that water with you, because I don't want you to use it all up. Right, man, man. I, I know what my pastor be saying. He said you go to bend down to pick up that nickel or dime, and you just say forget it, because it look like when you bend down, the ground start moving. So you just yeah. let, let it stay on down there. So you was talking about the book bags and everything. And one of the things that I read in an article that Aubrey Shiraz said, he said that uh, his mom told him if he gets, gets a chance to give back to uh, do it by any means. And one of the points of emphasis, it was also beyond basketball, but also education and that y'all had some of the uh, community leaders in to uh, expound on it. So tell us a little bit about the educational part. The educational part, we want kids to understand that basketball can be a big part of your life, but it's also a small part of your life as far as financial gain. And that a lot of people, and I, I read something, the NBA, it's only been about 5,100 NBA players. Mm-hmm. But millions, millions of kids play every day and want to get to that highest level. And we want them to understand that we want you to get that scholarship, but we want you to get that education. We want you to uh, be the best basketball player you can be. But for whatever odd reason, the numbers weren't with you to play in the NBA, we want to be able to say, hey, look, we got a, a mayor in here. We got a deputy chief in here. We got a police chief in here. You know, we have a lawyer that comes speak. We want to be able to get in and show them facets of everything and show that, hey, working hard in basketball can pay off, but working hard with education can pay off. Because I have my degree, Aubrey has his degree, Cheese has his degree, and uh, Jeff uh, Hill has his degree from Drake University. So we want to also stress basketball to the fullest, but we also want to talk about life out the basketball. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that's really, because you, you read a lot of stories about what happened to them now, such as right. players who might have made it to the league, but they're just as broke as a person going to work for a nine-to-five job, depending on what that nine-to-five job is. Right. And uh-huh. and to me personally, 
I know at one time they had some type of educational program set up for guys going into the league to teach them about, you know, managing their money. But do you think they're really doing that at a high level when you see all the sad stories, life after basketball? Well, I don't think we'll see them anymore because these guys are making gener- generational wealth now. You're talking about signing at the number one player this year. He signed up for almost $20 million. That's $80 million a year. The NBA has some situations where agents now got to bring what they're doing for their clients. And so the client, and, and they get to look it over to see where they can maybe even do some more investment. But you're talking about 19 year olds who's coming into a lot of wealth. And so, yes, it should be very difficult. But I mean, the NBA is because it looks bad when you see guys are not having money, life out the basketball. You know, four or five years out the basketball, the money is gone. So, yeah, the NBA, I'm, I'm telling you, they have programs to help the guys and help the players learn what's going on. The, the NBA agents got to uh, be certified. They got to show what they're doing. So they, they're trying to do a lot of things to make sure that these players, uh, and also they know when they're not going to stop playing, you don't, you can't have to say spending happening unless you have some hell of investments. Right. And, and that's, that's the one thing, you know, when we were younger, we didn't get to sit in those investment classes. Right. And, and now right. you take a look at, say, people like Ice-T. They talking about Robin Hood. Then there's stash accounts. Now it's like you have investment tips in your back pocket in your hand right there. So well, it's little small well, things like that we could tap into as well, too, and educate people on. Well, I think what, what is happening is that we have all these Everybody got, I can't say what the percentage of people in the United States got cell phones. But I'm assuming, uh oh, ten or higher, you got a cell phone for sure. Uh huh. So they got internet. People are now, like you said, with Acorn, letting it change, invest over. It's a lot of things. They got all those, uh, all these different types of apps uh, that you can go to. That's teaching people. Uh, if you want to learn, you got to want to learn. Got to want to learn, so right? So it's so many things and so many tools out there. In a pose in the 80s where, you know, you rely on your agent um, because now if you got investments, now you can go look at your investment on the internet too. Mm-hmm. They can't just do some things and say, hey, this is and put it on a piece of paper. You can see it on the internet. You can see what they're doing now. So, um, but the thing is you got to want to learn to know what's going on with your money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you talk about the education part of the camp as well, too. I know you also have to talk about maintaining good character because now we are looking before our eyes, we're looking at, well, let's just bring the elephant to the room, John Morant. Right. How do you educate the young guys that come to your camp? This is not what you want to be. How do you address that? Well, well, we we have... Fortunate, we wasn't able to. None of the kids asked us about that. But what I would do, John Morant is a home, not a hometown, but he's from from my home state. He's from Sumter County. I'm from Richmond County. Mm-hmm. We had neighboring uh, counties like Butler County and Central County. Okay. And so, um, the thing that I would say to him is, 
that everybody's watching. You want to, everybody want to show everybody who we are. And you mm -hmm. got to be careful on what you're doing because this is what the young people do today. They want you to know, and you want to know that you're tough. You want to know everything about you. You're showing it. Not people want to know, but you're showing everybody who you are. And I, I know for a fact that this kid didn't grow up that way. Right. And, and, and I don't know him at all, but I would look his dad in the face and say, hey, I think you need to stop being his friend and be more of a dad. And I could be wrong with what I'm saying because I like Jamer. I think he's a hell of an athlete. But you can't be displaying guns. Not after you apologize one time, then you do it again. You make mistakes. And he's young. And you get this guy almost $200 million. Yeah, he think he's Tony Montana right now. He right. think he's Scarface. You know, he think he owns the world. And that's all that to it. And I see his brother, you know, uh, Zion, who's from the same area. You know, they're both going through some things. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to say, hey, I got a lot of kids watching me. Right. And I've done some things that I ain't proud of. But you got to say, hey, uh, I got these kids watching me, man. And I got to stand up instead of being on TV uh, at the games uh, acting like nobody cares who T. Moran is. I'm just going to say it. Right. Nobody gives a hell who he is. So play your role as a father. Oh, so, you still there? That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we need more men like you, ambassadors. And like you said, you said there are some things you did that you weren't proud of, but you stopped and you had that thought process. The kids are watching. And that's, that's what it's all about. You don't want to give the wrong image. Well, next, right. Correct. Well, X-Man, so tell us, when can we see this camp again next year? Because I got a grandson. I want to get him involved. When would this camp take well, place next our year? our camp will be the last week in June. Last week in June. Uh, well, I'm going to give you the dates right now. Give me a second. Okay. Uh, the last week in June will be the 24th, 25th, 26th, and 27th. All right. And that location will be? June 24th through June 27th. Yes. And do, do you have a location already? Same spot, Wichita Hoops. Wichita Hoops. Been, yep. We've uh, been there. Uh, we've been there for uh, eight years. Ninth year will be next year. will be our ninth year. Great partnership. And uh, we hope to continue that going on. All right, then. Next year, I hope. Preferably to have my grandson there so he can get to meet a legend, some legends. Okay. You, Aubrey, probably, I'm pretty sure Cheese, Lord, let's stay around here long enough. Yes. Uh, God willing. Look forward to seeing you three next year. And uh, I want to thank you once again for being on the train ride. Thanks for trusting your life with me behind the wheels of a locomotive. Ladies and, gen <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Xavier McDaniel, Wichita State legend. Thanks hey, again. I just want to say I just want to say thank you to all our sponsors for being there for us for this last uh, eight years, and hope we have a great partnership next year. But also, I want to thank all the kids who came out, man. It all right, beautiful. 
the way they did the, the drills that we did in front of their families, in front of our sponsors. Really, really great, man. Hey, I love Wichita, man. And I tell you what, before I let you off here, go ahead, give me the name of the sponsors. Let's give them some shout out on here, too. Oh, Lord, I don't want to forget nobody. Oh, okay. So really okay. But then we'll just leave it at thank I, you for I, all the sponsors. If I driving, if I wasn't driving, <laughs> we could have put it in. But because I'm, I don't want to leave nobody out. All right. I tell you what but you can we do. Had a lot of sponsors. When you get a chance to get home and get a list of those sponsors, just text it to me and on the rest of my podcast. I will mention uh-huh. their names. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. All Have right. a great day. You too. Once again, Wichita State legend by way of South Carolina, Xavier McDaniels. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. So I tell you what I'm going to do right here after that. I am going to take a break. When I come back, I got a whole lot of more news that's probably going to be just as hot as the Wichita weather is today. So you stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Be right back. North Topeka, Midtown Barbershop, got two seasoned barbers on staff, Malcolm and Tony, located at 256 North Topeka, Midtown Barbershop. Can they do fade? Have you coming in looking like five bucks, leave out looking like brand new money? Of course, fades, beard trims, bald shaves, they can do it all. It's Midtown Barbershop, 56 North Peak. Malcolm and Tony. Tell them A Train sent you. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, and goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast.
Welcome in to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your lovable conductor of the train. It's me, Anthony Smith. I am elated. Met a young lady. Very helpful. I, I'm going to assume that she is a people person because I met her at Target. <laughs> and what caught my attention was she was wearing a SDSU hoodie. And no, that does not stand for San Diego State University. It's the bison of South Dakota State University. But she's a volleyball player. And I want to make sure I give her a good introduction. She actually started her career, I do believe, at Arizona State. She's a red shirt sophomore. She was also named to the AD honor roll in the spring of 2023. Started at Northfield High School in Minnesota under head coach Tim Torrance. Uh, I'm going to let you do that name for me. But ladies and gentlemen, my brand new guest, brand new friend, Wichita State Volleyball, Megan Riley. Welcome aboard. Hello. Yes, I am so glad to have you. Yes, thank you for having me. So... Tell me a little bit about your journey that brought you to Wichita State. Uh, you're from the state of Minnesota, which I find it to be a very beautiful state. I've actually visited there a few times. I had a daughter that stayed there until she moved to California. Now she's here in Wichita, but Minnesota, beautiful state. Tell me about your journey, a little bit about your journey that brought you to Wichita State. Yeah, so I actually, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona, and then we moved to Northfield, Minnesota for, for my dad's job. And um, so in Minnesota, I started playing club volleyball. I was just getting better and better, getting taller and taller. All of a sudden, I became a six foot tall uh, little volleyball player, and I um, started getting some colleges to look at me. So my dream school was always University of Arizona, and um, they didn't even outside that year, but um, so I thought the next best thing would be ASU, my dad's least favorite school in the world. <laughs> and um, so I um, went there for a year. Um, it just didn't work out. Uh, unfortunately, our coach got fired because um, 12 players had transferred and um, just it wasn't a great fit for most of us. So um, I found Wichita State. I got when I did the transfer portal, Coach Katie Zimmerman reached out to me and I just absolutely loved her. I thought she was awesome. And Coach Lambeau was hilarious and <laughs> one of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. Um, so then I came on my visit with um, my boyfriend, who is the reason I was wearing the NDSU sweatshirt because he plays baseball for them. Um, I came on my visit and I honestly fell in love with it. I never thought I'd fall in love with a school in the middle of Kansas, but I absolutely loved it. So, so, my journey. so with that being said, have you, had you even heard of the state of Kansas prior to someone reaching out to you? So, um, said boyfriend is actually from Hayes, Kansas. So, Hayes, Kansas. Okay. Yes. Summer league Hayes, baseball, Kansas. the Hayes Larks. That's where he's playing right now. <laughs> All right. So that's how you heard of Kansas. Okay. Well, then we, we need to give him some of the credit for getting you recruited here then, right? Go. Absolutely do. <laughs> and it's okay to tell us his name. We want to give him some shout-out, too. I know this is about you, but let's go ahead. 
Shout him out. What's your boyfriend's name? Um, Carson Jacobs. He's a six nine right-handed pitcher, and he is amazing. Well, maybe you can t- tell him to get in the transfer portal and come to Wichita State and play baseball and basketball. You see, that, I actually That was just would. a thought. <laughs> I would, and I really tried, and Lambo also tried. But um, this next week, um, he's we're thinking that he might get drafted. So, Oh, well, if he gets drafted, then that's all the more better. But anyway, anyway, back to you. At what point did you decide that you wanted to play volleyball? Because were there some other sports of interest that you had as well besides volleyball? Yeah, I um, I grew up playing soccer. My dad is a massive golf and basketball fan. Um, he is University of Arizona's biggest basketball fan of all time. Um, and my mom was a really good softball player. All my brothers wrestle, and my sister just left um, all the athletic genes for me and my brothers. So she never played any sports, but I played soccer, softball. I've pretty much tried every sport growing up, but it was um, – then I got to an age where I was probably 12 years old and I decided if I wanted to play soccer or if I wanted to play club volleyball. And I ultimately decided um, I was a lot better at soccer. I hadn't really grown into my little body yet, but um, I decided volleyball's uniforms were cuter. So that's why I chose volleyball. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I heard that volleyball uniforms are cuter than the soccer uniforms. Now, and that's why I'm a D1 volleyball player today. <laughs> don't, don't let Team USA hear you say that. They might take exception to that. We're gonna have. I'm gonna pose that as my poll question: Who has the better looking uniforms, women's soccer or women's volleyball? So you just, <laughs> you just gave me a poll question. So you redshirted. You said it was not a good fit at Arizona State. You end up at Wichita State. Have you had a chance to see your Wichita State team play volleyball? Because with the red shirt and the transfer portal. How does all of that just actually work in women's volleyball? Because there is so many have to dot your I's, cross your T's, and all that. And we know the transfer portal now is the big thing. And uh, how does it stabilize a roster? Yeah, um, so I actually have gotten to see my team play. We all went to a tournament. And we actually played Nebraska which in um, Circle City, somewhere in um, Nebraska. And their entire crowd showed up so the bleachers were entirely full of red fans mm-hmm. big red fans um but yeah so my team is awesome the there's so much talent we have a lot of transfers um all with similar stories of mine like just some coaches that kind of damaged our mental health and um just looking for a place that would make us fall back in love with the sport again so um our transfers are amazing. The players that are on the current team are amazing. It is just the happiest, best environment I could have asked for in the transfer portal. All right, then, because we're, we are living in a different time, different age, and you happen to be in this age now because there was a time, I'm pretty sure just as it was with basketball, I'm pretty sure with volleyball, you knew what your roster was going to be almost year in, year out. You knew you had players that were going to be there and they were going to be there three, four years, every now and then there would be a transfer. So how? let me ask this question, knowing what I just told you and probably what you have heard. Do you think you would be better suited for the past era or do you think you'd be better suited for today's game with the transfer portal, not knowing who your teammates might be the following year? Um, 
I think I'm better suited for today's era because um, I think there's massive movement right now in student-athlete mental health. Um, we're really prioritizing it. We're really prioritizing coaches that um, not only prioritize winning, but also prioritize the athlete themselves, not just them as a player. Um, and so I just think that this era is much better for me as an athlete and for everyone, honestly, because um, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to handle it back then. Uh, everybody who played a D1 sport before my time, I all my respect, because that would have been extremely hard because the resources we get now and the transfer portal opportunities, being able to switch around are amazing. And the NCAA has done so much. So we've come a long way, and I don't know how I would have started back then. So is there a possibility, since since you play volleyball, and I don't know how much NIL plays a part in volleyball, because I know your big money sports, uh, college basketball, college football, that's where a lot of your NIL money goes to. Uh, is there any NIL money involved in volleyball, by chance? Um, yes, uh, one of I'm not I haven't done as many deals at WN, but back at Arizona State, I had a lot of the NIL deals. A lot of the local companies um, like to invest in the Arizona State players. They're like Tempe's little own celebrities. Um, but one of my really good friends, Allie Gray, she has um, she got invited to the NIL Summit this year because she has um, a ton of NIL deals, and she is absolutely doing amazing in that area. Okay. Because I was kind of wor- wondering about that because I know a lot of the money, big money sports, you know, get, like take a look at like say an Angel Reese. She's one of the top NIL people. And whether you know her or don't know her, you know the name Angel Reese just from the NCAA basketball tournament and now already got millions of dollars already. And then you hear about the guys that's getting these big deals. So you were just wondering if there's some equality. And you mentioned mental health. How much of a factor does that play in sports today from my experience it plays a massive factor and um just that amount that student athletes have to do it's like working two full-time jobs um i think every every little kid looks up to being a student athlete like i used to look up to the players when i was a young little volleyball player that are in my situation now and i was like i would do anything to just be their water girl like that looks like the absolute dream and then you get to college and you realize this is actually not what I want at all. I am super unhappy. I have no time. I am exhausted. My body hurts. My coach is making me hate my life, hate the sport that I've loved my whole life. And, and once you get to the college level, volleyball, volleyball in every sport has become like mostly who you are. And then all of a sudden you're surrounded by people who are as good as you and coaches that tell you that you're not good enough. And so the mental health aspect is extremely important. And I think schools are doing a lot more now to really help student athletes with their mental health. But um, I think a lot more needs to still be done. Absolutely. Once again, we have Megan Riley on the A-Train Sports Talk podcast, volleyball player for Wichita State. Now I'm going to ask you this question. Volleyball is your love. It's your sport. And based on what you said, you said there was a point where you almost didn't want to play the game that you love because of issues that happened at previous stops. Now moving forward, if given a chance to represent USA on the USA volleyball team, would you do it? 
how would you go oh, about doing it? I mean, that? absolutely. That would be a dream come true. Um, I think that's most most people in my position's dream come true. That stage is terrifying, but exhilarating, and I think the ultimate goal for volleyball, because there's no professional volleyball, really, at this time. So I think that's most people's ultimate goal. Well, I'm one of the guys here. I will watch a WNBA game, even though some people will frown down saying, why do you watch women's sports? My thing is this right here. I'm a parent. I have a daughter. Of course, she didn't take up sports. But my theory is, is as a parent, if you have young ladies that are playing sports and they are pursuing it throughout their elementary, middle school, high school, and wants to pursue it in college, that's all the more reason we need to support women sports and, you know, women athletes because y'all get out there, blood, sweat, tears, to entertain what I would call unappreciative people. Yes, you have a small fan base, but on the overall, it's trying to get everybody else in tune to what you are doing. So I want to say that I appreciate what y'all do in women's sports and always shine a light, you know, on mental health, women's sports, and just the whole women's sports genre in general. I believe that y'all need everybody's support, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with that too, right? Yes, and I appreciate and love that you said that. Absolutely. Well, Megan, I'm not going to keep you on here too much longer. I know you probably got some festivities getting lined up for the 4th of July, but we're going to have to do this again, maybe during the season or before that. We'd love to get you and some of your teammates on. And I want to just say this, go Shockers! And thanks again, all right? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Once again, Megan Riley. State Volleyball player on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. I'll be back after these messages. A-Train, Sports Talk Podcast, number one podcast throughout all the state of Kansas, picking up passengers, taking them on the sports journey, all right here on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Grab your tickets and get on board. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and your favorite conductor, Anthony Smith. All aboard A Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith.
Welcome back to the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train that is building up ahead of steam each and every time we are on. So free agency in the NBA has really, really ramped up. And one player that I've really been keeping my eye on, I've been keeping my eye on him ever since he was at Wichita State. He coined the phrase, bet on your own self, something like that. Fred Van Vliet. Well, recently, Fred Van Vliet's incredible tweet after signing with the Houston Rockets. Fred Van Vliet sent out a tweet after signing with the Houston Rockets. So let's just get off into this. On Friday evening, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that 2019 NBA champion Fred Van Vliet will leave the Toronto Raptors to sign a 100 100- $30 million deal with the Houston Rockets. Van Vliet has had an incredible journey from being undrafted in 2016 to winning a title and becoming an NBA All-Star. His new contract is another milestone in his impressive seven-year career as a pro. Following the news, Van Vliet sent out a tweet that went viral. As there were nearly 13,000 likes on his post in less than one hour. In 2016, he tweeted, bet on yourself. And on Friday, the 29-year-old quote tweeted the post and wrote again, bet on yourself. Van Vliet is coming off a solid season with averages of 19.3 points, 4.1 rebounds, 7.2 assists, and 1.8 steals per contest while shooting 39.3% from the field goal from field goal and 34.2% from the three-point range. Following their title run, the Raptors have been a mediocre team over the last few years. And this past season they were 41 and 41 in the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. They were unable to make the NBA playoffs since they lost to DeMar Rosen, and the Chicago Bulls in the play-in tournament. That said, Van Vliet will be entering a totally different situation considering the Rockets were tied for the second-worst record in the NBA last season with a 22-60 record. They have a young roster and have been in rebuilding mode following the trade of James Harden in 2021. Over the offseason, they hired former Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka, so the franchise is clearly trying to start winning after these significant upgrades. So you have Ime Udoka, who, in my opinion, should probably still be coaching the Boston Celtics. But hey, one man's loss is another man's treasure. Also, in acquiring one Fred Van Vliet, you can now squash the Harden to Houston rumors. 
as much as you kept hearing Harden talk about, I want to go back to Houston. The question is, did Houston want James Harden? I guess you could say that that answer was a resounding no. Based on the acquisition of one Fred Van Vliet. No, Fred Van Vliet might not post up 25, 26 points a game, but he provides something that I think that even James Harden really can't provide. Yes, he may provide NBA experience, but does he actually provide NBA leadership? You won't hear about Fred Van Vliet after a playoff loss being spotted at a strip club. Just won't happen. As a matter of fact, Frederick Edmund Van Vliet Sr. Let that resonate. If he's a senior, that means he has a junior. I believe Fred is also, outside of basketball, a family man who takes that very importantly. Wants to help his son develop into whatever he his son wants to be. Whether it be following his daddy's footsteps or whatever successful career path he takes in life. Fred wants to help shape and mold Freddie Jr. So, even though we're talking about a young Rockets team, got an established head coach in tow you have an established player to provide leadership who I think would be a great extension of the head coach and one who has been a winner everywhere he has gone I think the Rockets better keep an eye on them I'm not saying they're going to beat the world as long as you have Fred Van Vliet, you can bet on yourself. There's a reaction, though, to Fred Van Vliet leaving Toronto. Drake reacts to Fred Van Vliet signing with the Houston Rockets. On Friday evening, NBA free agency began, and ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that Fred Van Vliet agreed to a $130 million contract with the Houston Rockets. Fred Van Vliet has spent his entire seven-year career playing for the Toronto Raptors and helped the franchise win the 2019 NBA championship over the Golden State Warriors. Following his departure, the 2022 NBA All-Star wrote, a heartfelt Instagram post. Van Vliet's caption, words can't do justice to how thankful I am to the city that watched me grow from a young kid praying for a chance to an NBA champion, all-star, and father of three. I am forever indebted to the franchise that gave me a shot when no one else would. We built things together that can never be broken and accomplished things that will stand forever. I went from the fans not knowing who I was to fan favorite to most hated, and I'm thankful for every second of it. 
to the city, franchise, and country that watch me grow every step of the way. Thank you. That's what Fred had to say. But Drake, who is from Toronto and a regular at games, left a comment on Fred Van Vliet's Instagram post. Drake's comment, my lookalike, the love is forever. Thank you for your character and your contributions over the years. The city will never forget. Good luck with everything on the Gongdon Dragons. I mean, the Rockets. So, yes, Drake was throwing a little bit of shade at the Rockets, but overall, I believe there was a mutual respect between Drake and Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet is coming off a season where he averaged 19.3 points, 4.1 rebounds, 7.2 assists, and 1.8 steals per contest in 69 regular season games. The Raptors lost to DeMar Rosen and the Chicago Bulls in the play-in tournament, so they didn't make the NBA playoffs. As for the Rockets, 22-60, they were tied for second worst in the NBA last season, but have been one of the most active teams in the league since the start of free agency. So like I say, as long as you have Fred, bet on yourself. That's what he brings to the table. Didn't say he was didn't say he was head of the table, pardon the pun. But that's what he brings to the table. And I believe he can bring the best out of some of those young players that are in Houston, like a Jalen Green. Well, what I'm going to do right here, I have rambled on for 10 minutes talking about one player. I have so much more to get to. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at having another guest. So therefore, I won't have to be scurrying around for content. But one of the things I'm going to talk about is what is going on at ESPN. They call it layoffs. No, you didn't get laid off. You got fired. You're talking about trimming some fat off the meat. They done trimmed the meat off the bone. All you got is a bone and probably a gristle. I mean, that bone is bare. I was talking to someone this morning as I was wrapping up my workout at the gym. They said they seen some people on this morning didn't know who they were. I got to thinking, you know, with the help of a few people, maybe one of these days I can make it on ESPN. I know I'm not going to get the big salaries that they're trimming, but it sure would be a substantial financial upgrade for me. Just a thought. So, with that being said, I am going to pause and take a break. When I come back, I hope to have another guest on. Stay tuned. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith.
Yo, I need a haircut. Yo, I need a haircut. Yo, I need a haircut. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you where you can go. How about 256 North Topeka? Midtown Barbershop. Got two seasoned barbers on staff. Malcolm and Tony. Located 256 North Topeka. Midtown Barbershop. Can they do fades? Have you coming in looking like five bucks? Leave out looking like brand new money? Of course. Fades, beard trims, bald shaves. They can do it all. It's Midtown Barbershop. 56 North Peak. Malcolm and Tony. Tell them A Train sent you. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, canned goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. And now, back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. say I believe that this show is lit yeah I mean that it, this show is lit I mean you have Wichita State legend Xavier McDaniel you have another shocker current player volleyball player Megan Riley Fred Van Vliet ponies up gets the bag lands in Houston and now we're talking about awkward moments. Well, you know, when I was going into that last break, I was talking about ESPN laying off people, which in essence, they are firing people. They're just using the term layoff so it doesn't sound that bad. But when you are when you are cutting costs at the rate that they're cutting costs, that, my friend, is not a layoff. You're fired. And no, I'm not trying to sound like that guy, but point blank, you're fired. So an awkward moment unfolds on ESPN before Jalen Rose gets laid off. The 
NBA analyst. Okay. Now we're going to have some issues. There we go. NBA analyst Jalen Rose was one of many on-air personalities let go by ESPN this week. Before it was announced that Rose was laid off, ESPN was planning to have him appear on Get Up. At least, that's what it seemed like. During Friday's episode of Get Up, Brian Custer said, let's bring in now one of our NBA analysts, Jalen Rose. A few moments later, Custer apologized for Rose not being on the show. He blamed it on audio issues. We're going to have Jalen Rose give his input here, but we have some audio issues out of L.A. But he was dealing with supposed audio issues just an hour before news of his layoff surfaced. So it's hard to believe Rose's segment on Get Up was interrupted by audio issues. Rose has been working at ESPN in some capacity since 2007. The former Michigan star hosted Jalen and Jacoby and was part of the panel for NBA Countdown. Hopefully, Rose lands back on his feet very soon. Now, some have said the reason for such these massive layoffs is because of one Shannon Sharp who may land at ESPN and they want to make sure they have enough to pay him. But my goodness, do you have to lay off Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Max Kellerman? Uh, I mean, that crew right there, I mean, my goodness, give me a spot. I'd be more than glad to work. I know I need better content. I know I need to be more politically correct in some aspects. But jeez. Like I said before I went to the break, not only are they trimming the fat off the meat, but they're trimming the meat off the bone. All you're going to have left is a gristle and bone marrow. The way they're doing all these massive cutbacks. And here's what I find interesting. I found this out not too long ago that ESPN and Fox Sports is all under the Disney umbrella. Now, it is saying that ESPN is cutting costs for Disney. Well, now, my question is this right here. How long will it be before Fox Sports start trimming the fat off the meat? An old man once told me this. He said he's not about to fatten the frog for the snake. But I believe there's a snake that's about to get real fat. That's just my assessment. So let's look at some of these prominent layoffs as they have happened. So ESPN lays off Jalen Rose, Keyshawn Johnson, among roughly 20 personalities.
So ESPN had planned this additional round involving on-air talent to prevent further reductions to off-air staff after two rounds of mandated cuts by its corporate owner, the Walt Disney Company. Disney CEO Bob Iger announced in February that the company would reduce 7,000 jobs either through not filling positions or layoffs. In other words, these positions aren't going to be filled. Friday's announcement resembled what happened in April of 2017 when reporters and hosts were informed at one time that they would no longer be on the air. Given the current environment, ESPN has determined it necessary to identify some additional cost savings in the area of public-facing commentator salaries, and that process has begun. This exercise will include a small group of job cuts in the short term and an ongoing focus on managing costs when we negotiate individual contract renewals in the months ahead, ESPN said in a statement. There is an extremely challenging process involving individuals who have had tremendous impact on our company. These difficult decisions, based more on overall efficiency than merit, will help us meet our financial target and ensure future growth. The New York Post first reported the layoffs of Jeff Van Gundy and Rose. Van Gundy had been the network's top NBA analyst since 2007 and recently completed calling a record 17th NBA Finals. Susie Colbert was a longtime ESPN veteran, including being the co-host of a nightly show when ESPN2 debuted in 1993. She was also the host of ESPN's Monday Night Countdown show. Today, I joined the many hardworking colleagues who have been laid off. Heartbreaking, but 27 years at ESPN was a good run. So grateful for a 38-year career. Longevity for a woman in this business is something I'm especially proud of, Cobra said on social media. Rose had also been with ESPN since 2007. He was mainly part of the NBA studio shows, but also did a radio show for 11 years and was a co-host when Mike Greenberg's Get Up morning show premiered in 2018. ESPN's NFL coverage and radio side were the ones to take the biggest hits. ESPN's radio's morning show team of Max Kellerman and Johnson, as well as afternoon host Jason Fitz were also affected. Kellerman also did an afternoon show on ESPN, but that was unlikely to continue after Pat McAfee signed to bring his show to the network's airwaves in the fall. Longtime draft analyst Todd McShay also contributed to college football coverage, and analyst Matt Hasselback were also laid off. Others include Sports Center anchor Ashley Brewer radio and ACC network host Cornette, college basketball analyst Ellis, NBA reporter Nick Friedel, baseball writer June Lee, and college game day analyst David Polak. It is said that most will be bought out of their contracts and receive their full pay. If they want to take another job, they would have to negotiate an exit arrangement with ESPN. Johnson and Rose might be the first to come 
to mind after Shannon Sharp left FS1's Undisputed due to increased tensions with co-host Skip Bayless. ESPN is expected to continue assessing its talent pool over the next year as contracts are reviewed or negotiated for renewal. It had already started some reductions by not renewing the contracts of NHL studio analyst Chris Chelios, longtime sports center anchor Neil Everett, and NFL analyst Rob Ninkovic. While its NFL, NHL, and baseball contracts are set well into the future, negotiations for renewal of NBA rights is expected to begin next year. So there you have the aftermath of what's going on with ESPN. I'm going to keep on saying this. Can I get a job? Do I need to send a copy of my podcast into ESPN? I think maybe I should. Anyway, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right here. I am going to take another break. And when I come back, I hope to have special guest on. So stay tuned to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. Mr. Max Market, formerly known as P&P, is fully stocked for all your grocery needs. We carry the largest selection of hot links in Wichita, including the world-famous Oklahoma links from Mountain View and Rogers, Kansas links from Yoder, Colorado links from Gold Star as well as national brands such as Siegel and Dietz. Our meat department stocks ribs, pork butts, pork chops, brisket, hams, chicken, hamburger meat, oxtails, buffalo fish, whole catfish and fillets, and much more. In season, we stock hard-to-find produce such as red, yellow, orange, and purple meat watermelon, cantaloupe, melons, tomatoes, corn, greens, okra, and more. We have a huge selection of fish fry, seasonings, sauces, and rubs including the full lines of Louisiana and Slap Ya Mama products. In addition, we have all grocery staples including flour, sugar, bread, butter, cheese, snacks, milk, and goods, candy, snacks, and drinks. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. It's time for us all to grow together. So, if you would like to have your ad ran on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, simply reach out to me at a.trainsportstalk at gmail.com or at 316-553-2010. Or, if you would like to sponsor a segment, you can also reach me at a.trainsportstalk.com at gmail.com or 316-553-2010. So let's grow together. It is the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor, Anthony Smith.
You're all aboard A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor, Anthony Smith. segment of the A-Train Spurs Talk Podcast. I've had a blast. I was efforting getting a guest on and actually, well, I'm not going to tell you that. Let's just say that off the record, when I get them on, it's going to be on and popping like neck bone. Anyway, an era has come to an end. Yes, that's right. An era has come to an end. As Sunrise Christian Head Basketball Coach is joining Texas Tech program. That's right. A local basketball head coach is moving up coaching ranks. Luke Barnwell, now formerly the head coach at Sunrise Christian Academy, announced he is joining the Texas Tech basketball coaching staff as an assistant to first-year head coach Grant McCaslin. Sunrise has been my heart and soul for a third of my life, Barnwell said in a statement posted on Twitter. My life was drastically impacted for the better by being there and so many people have become family to me. While at Sunrise, Barnwell coached many players who have gone on to play in the NBA or major college basketball. He coached Grady Dick, Ochai Abaji, who both played at Kansas before being drafted into the NBA. Sunrise Christian was ranked number one in the NIBC in his first year and advanced to the Final Four of the Geico High School National Tournament in 2023. An Emporia, Kansas native, Barnwell played college basketball at Newman University and Emporia State before beginning his coaching career as a student assistant. He graduated from Newman University with a bachelor's in sports communication with an emphasis in coaching. Barnwell goes to Texas Tech under new head coach McCaslin, who was at North Texas prior to taking charge of the Red Raiders. He also joins Matt Brower, Brower, who played basketball for Wichita State. Coach Barnwell has great head coaching experience and has recruited and coached some of the best players around the world, McCaslin said in a news release. He's got great basketball feel, but his ability to relate to players is what separates him. We are thrilled to have him part of our coaching staff. So we want to say congrats to Coach Barnwell and his moving on up the coaching ranks. But it doesn't just stop there. Because, as 
Barnwell is moving on to take on a new position. How about what Sunrise was able to pull off? That's right. Word has it that as Luke Barnwell is moving on to Texas Tech, Kyle Linstead is coming back to Sunrise. I mean, who in their wildest dreams thought that that would be anything remotely happening like that. Yes, it's true. Kyle Linstead is coming back to Sunrise Christian Academy. Basically, from the Kyle Linstead era to the Luke Barnwell era, now I'm back to the Kyle Linstead era. It's a safe bet to say that program will not miss a beat. None whatsoever. The one thing I would have liked to have seen, though, and I'm being honest, you have to give him his due as well, too. I'm pretty sure there is a difference in talent level between Sunrise Christian Academy and then the school I'm about to name, Wichita Heights. But I bet you when it comes to a coaching matchup, there's not much drop-off. I would have loved to have seen a matchup between Heights and Sunrise. I'm pretty sure the game would have had to been played on the campus of Wichita State University because I believe the game would carry that much cachet. Joey Hour, Luke Barnwell, Wichita Heights, Sunrise Christian Academy. And we know Sunrise has a plethora of players on any given year can send players to major colleges. But there is one young man I hope to get on my show, and I believe it's going to happen sooner rather than later. One of the top players in the state of Kansas resides at Wichita Heights, T.J. Williams. That will be happening in the near future. I can confirm that. Because I know who he is. And I know where he comes from. So I'm looking forward to having that meeting. With TJ on. The A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Well until the next time. I simply want to say this. Have a safe and happy 4th of July. And if it pops. Don't hold it. We don't need no more JPPs. It would be Jason Pierpaul.
Save your fingers, save your hands. Until the next time. Be safe. God bless. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Pulling into the station.